0: Hi and welcome to The Practice Gap, the podcast for closing the gap between the practice you have and the one that you want. I'm Elisabeth, a chiropractor, a business owner, coach and entrepreneur on a mission to help you move from frustration and overwhelm to clarity, focus and joy in practice. Hi, Tone Tellefsen. I'm so happy you are here to visit all the way from England. Good morning. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, Tona is a dear friend and a colleague. And I would love if you could tell the audience a little bit about yourself.
1: Oh, thank you. And thank you for inviting me to to come here today. Um, yes, I'm... I'm a slight oxymoron I guess because I'm actually Norwegian and I'm sitting being interviewed with you here in Oslo but um, I was born in the States uh, by Norwegian parents and then when I was four my parents moved to Stockholm so I was brought up in Sweden so I generally say I'm Swedish and then I went to England to do my chiropractic degree for four years. met my now husband there. I had a couple of years back in, in Stockholm in between. And then I've been in England since 93. I am a chiropractor who worked for a long time as an associate. And then I started my practice 15 years ago. I have specialised... And had a particular interest in pediatrics and pregnancy, so I spent about fifteen years teaching that to other chiropractors, undergraduate, postgraduate. Got done a couple of years of coaching other chiropractors how to promote themselves better. I yeah, I run my own practice called Lux Yard Clinic in Surrey, in south of London. My work is now working with patients of all ages, but I also am part of starting a charity called the Green Hub Project for teens and it's a horticultural uh, well-being project where we help teenagers who struggle with stress, overwhelmed social anxiety to come and do gardening in a very secluded and secret garden and uh, over a period of 12 weeks and it's taken it's become very a big part of my life uh, over the last 3 years really so that's sort of me in a nutshell
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's wonderful i know that you have a sp- Special interest in helping new practitioners kind of make it. I know you've done some coaching uh, and you've had a lot of associates uh, in your clinic. Could you tell us today your favorite tips to new? chiropractors or new associates who are just uh, starting out how do you become a great chiropractor
1: Yeah, yeah well I think that one of the first things to think about is that when you are studying use that time to shadow as many chiropractors as you can and really go and look at all types of clinics so you can see clinics working in different ways so you get an idea of, of what perhaps your affinity, what you feel like where you might belong, what you feel that might work for you. So do that. And then when you graduate, I think it's really important to think about who you go and work with. Your first job is really important because that could be the make or break of, of whether you actually carry on as a chiropractor or not. Um, at the moment, uh, around the world, it's very hard to get associates for some reason there, there's more jobs than associates which means obviously there's more there's a great need but I would really urge caution to a new graduate to really think about where they're going and it's very easy to go to a shiny shiny prospect and that what I mean with that is that a clinic where maybe they have several clinics and they're able to offer you lots of packages um, you know it, they may pay for your insurance they may pay for Uh, graduate scheme and so on and so forth and that's great but I would actually say that it's more important that you go and interview the clinics and if they're right for you also if you're going to be right for them I would actually consider who you start working with if they're going to be the right mentor for you.
0: So if I'm I'm a new practitioner I'm just out of school I've gotten some shiny offers what are the questions that I as a new chiropractor, young aspiring with lots of potential, should ask the people that I'm would like to work like or if I'm looking to some find a place to work, what what are the questions I should ask? I,
1: I would say um, how are we going to work together? How are we gonna ment- how are you gonna mentor me? And I ironically I would actually go and shadow all the other practitioners in the practice and actually speak with them talk to them what is it like to work in this practice how are you supported how do you feel that your the the principal is going to support is supporting you because if you then speak to the colleagues so you get an idea of the the culture the values of that practice and I would spend time with the principal as well shadow the clinic that you want to work in and see is this the vibe of a clinic where I want to work does this sit with me don't just go I need to have this job because it's going to give me money and it, ov- obviously that, that's really really important but we I've spent so much time with new grads who've got a shiny shiny job and then the values have been really conflicting to what actually the new graduate wants to do in chiropractic practice and then they get cross with the principal well they don't need to get cross with them they just haven't met been had the same values so I would definitely say, you know, how are we going to work together? But on the other hand, from a principal point of view, you also need to, as a new grads, you have to work hard. You know, it's not just if we turn it around. Yes, it's important to find the mentor. And for me, that's really, really important. But then once you find the right mentor, you have to work. You know, you are never, ever going to get busy successful in practice by just sitting there and rolling your thumbs you have to do the work
0: mm. what is the biggest difference uh, on starting out as a new uh, practitioner today uh, versus 15 years ago do you see uh, what are the biggest differences you see
1: 30 years ago going even further back we didn't ask we didn't ask anything of of our our bosses, really. It was up to us to pay all our insurances and graduate schemes and pensions and whatever. And then it was up to us to work hard. And many of us would work in several practices. We would drive miles. Now the new graduates um, are are a different generation We're perhaps have been brought up slightly differently and they expect more. And I I just have to say that I, I just think that new graduates need to just build resilience. You have to be prepared to work you have to be prepared to put the work in and that means that if you are working and you don't have many patients you spend that time when you don't have patients thinking how can I get out of my community and get connected
0: what are some suggestions like I'm just graduated I have lots of potential I have very very few patients I don't know what to start what, what are some suggestions that I could do
1: so you can think about your marketing of inside marketing in the practice, outside the clinic, on the outside wall, and in the community. So inside the practice, I would say, you know, <laughs> get, get going with writing blogs. Because every time you write something, you have something also to talk to your patients about. Sit down and think about, okay, just give a whole theme and just help yourself. Think that your patient list is yours, and just think of it as if you're opening up your own practice, because if you're opening up your practice, you have to do the same thing. But if you're just relying on the principle or the, the success of the clinic to give you patience, it's not going to take you very far. It's much better that you earn the patience. So start writing blogs. If you don't write like writing blogs, do video blogs. But if you've written a blog that can become an Instagram post, a video blog it can go on to LinkedIn whatever.
0: I mean, this is uh, just to make a little commercial for my podcast with Andrea. He's actually talking about exactly the same thing. He's talking about content marketing and uh, he calls it tripling down. So if you want to go back uh, to episode three and hear more about that uh, you are quite welcome to.
1: Yeah and I, I think find your media. So some people are extremely good at instagram some people are really good at videos and and there's a fantastic chiropractor in london who she does doesn't like talking so she does silent videos with 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 sort of information text
0: what's her name (laughs) Uh, do you remember
1: Ami amy said i can send you her link but she's really inspirational and she does the work you know and she has a six-week waiting list so there is a link between the work she's puts down and the output when you do that work you show that you have knowledge and skill so start by writing writing down what do you write about well have a block next to your desk and what you talk about with your patients every day that's what you got to write about and you can make that you know from a blog you can make that into several instagram posts that can go to facebook or if you're into tiktok you know it, it, it just find your medium where you're comfortable but that's inside uh, the clinic and then and then inside the clinic you have posters and so on and so forth but i really believe that you need to start looking looking at who can you be in the c- community and this is something where it's different from. Sweet Sweden to in, in Norway to England because in new England we have much more community-based activities but I think you can you can create that wherever you are you you know don't think about the culture just go against it and um, so if you have you know if you're a new graduate and you really want to do more sports well just get in contact with the sports uh, clubs and do work there go out there and do stretches with them get involved show up every week, show up, show up, show up, give them tips, give them, you know, and decide what funnel you're going to do that with and just be there, give service. And then you will be the the person of trust that they will think of, even if it's for something else, because you're showing up. And if it, if it's people over 60 or 70, then, you know, see if you can get involved in elder centers or activity day centers or something. Obviously, Elizabeth, you're paediatrics and pregnancy within that field, you know, go and talk to the new baby groups or the parental groups and offer your time for free and think of it as a service. And then when you do that regularly, people know what well, she, he is that chiropractor who does this and therefore I trust. Them. Yeah, so you become a trusted source of health information. We do (laughs) right. Yeah.
0: That's uh, some really concrete and really good advice there. How many years (laughs) do you think, if you if you put in a fair amount of work and work real hard and focus, how many years do you think it takes to build an okay practice? I know when we started, when I started out, it was the rule was it takes five years to build a practice. And on the podcast (laughs) a couple of weeks ago, our colleague Atle Oja who teaches techniques he says it takes about seven years to become a really good adjuster what are your thoughts on to get out to the community to be known to be there
1: yeah i would say i would agree with you know five to seven years and i think there are so much marketing prospects out there and we all get uh, you know, contacted by marketing experts and, you know, get so many new patients and so many new patients. And that's a very short way of, of, of trying to build a practice because actually what, if you have, the, the, the way to know whether you have a practice that works is whether you take away all social media and you know that patients come to you anyway because word of mouth is the most powerful thing that you can ever work with. And most of us who are, are over than 20 years and before the internet, that's how we work. And you, and once you, and it, it is a snowball effect. So the, the more people you work with well, and you look after them well and you look after the family the more people are going to tell others about you and eventually there will be a snowball effect where you will have enough people who talk about you as a someone who can help them that can make a difference in their lives so uh, there's no shortcut there is there's no fast way. I know I know a practice recently where they, you know, their their social media and their a very intense marketing was taken away and suddenly all the new patients dropped. So mm-hmm. is that a kind of practice you want to have? Or do you want to actually have a practice with people who, who you know, I have pra- patients who I have treated in three clinics over nearly 30 years who followed me for that period of time and I know three you know three generations of their family is that kind of practice you want to have then then that takes time but it's worth it and it's value if you want to have fast 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 clinic and and then that's another way but that's not what I'm interested in personally so
0: <laughs> and it's much more rewarding also to have um, a word of mouth practice and also have the generations and the people who comes back come back to you it's, year uh, after year with it's family in, yeah. it's
1: incomparable and I think when you when I have new associates shadowing me and I can say I've treated three generations of this family or this person I did a baby check and they're now 17 they can see that value of how much that means because there's a trust there you know it's a secret bond that we must really value and I think if you value that secret bond and your life as a chiropractor is being of service then that will shine through authentically you know that you really care and you will go out of your way I went to a patient's funeral uh, before lockdown and I'd been looking after him for two years and I'd looked after his family now for 25 years and I was mentioned in the memorandum of his life so when I came into his life and I worked with him and I sat there and thought, Oh my goodness, this is just the most amazing honour to 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 be mentioned like that but it is so much deeper when you have that connection with your patients and and it makes it more rewarding when you come to work so that's that's my recommendation find a really search for the right mentor someone that you're going to feel comfortable with who's going to cares about you as a chiropractor someone who's going to help you to shine you know in your way and and then do the work go to courses and then talk to your Principle and say, what can I do? How can I help myself to get busy and then do the work? Your associate is going to love you if you pitch, pitch in. If you help out, if you do the work, then they're going to help you. It's just going to, it's going to, it's a work in return. And if you get yourself known, one of the best advice—oh no, it wasn't advice. One of the best uh, uh, s- s- something that someone said to me was that go and see. The Luxial clinic because they will tell you if they can't help you right the under meaning with that is that i trust them that they will help me if they can but they will tell me if they can't that's a core cool n- kind of reputation reputation that i would like to have from my practice that of trust rather than oh yeah that practice they just want to get uh, squeeze as many appointments out of you as possible they don't really care about if you're getting better or not there's a very op- opposite way of working and mm. I would rather have the other yes. and that's you know that it's up to you what you're looking for but if you want to be chiropractor really is patient-centered then you know that there's you need to be in service
0: so to sum up to round up you need to interview the person you <laughs> want to work with yeah <laughs> um, and then do the work it takes about to build your own practice you have to think that this is your practice it's the same amount of work uh, to goes into being building your practice as an associate as it is to building your own clinic and use the possibilities in the clinic, writing blogs, uh, being visible on Instagram or making uh, videos and then also go out to the community and you can do that in Norway and Sweden. Also, they have communities and find your interest group and uh, just give of yourself and give value and put in the work. It takes about five to seven years to have a wonderful practice, but it's totally worth it.
1: And, and I think if I just add to that, because you made me reflect now, so don't blame other people for your failures. So if you have trouble working, look at yourself and get, and most importantly, get a coach. And it might be you have several coaches in, in your practice life. You know, you might need a coach at one point who works in one way or another way. But get support, get help and or have a mentor because really your practice is a reflection of you. If you're in the wrong place, leave. Find yeah. Go and find a place where they share your values. If you are not working well, it's either, you know, it might be that you're in the wrong place for you. But it's up to you. You're, yeah. it's, it's a reflection of you.
0: To round up, failures are Uh, Never failures, they are learning opportunities.
1: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, And the way I look at it is that, I mean, before I started my own practice, I worked for, you know, several practices in sweden and several practices in england and that was a fantastic experience to to learn as much as i could from all those chiropractors and see what it was that worked for me that wouldn't work for me or how i wanted to work it's something i would really recommend don't go and start your practice straight away but really go and learn give someone a chance but if if it's a clash between you and the and the and the boss or the the way they work be honest with yourself this might not be how i want to work and then then it, go and find other practices where you feel that you belong
0: thank you so much tona it's been wonderful to have you here and next week i'm going to have you back next week <laughs> or at least for another episode and then we are going to talk about the topic when you realize You are in the wrong place what you do. And also, the next episode is also for special for people who run a clinic and realize that the person they are working with might not be a good match for the clinic. And then I'll see you in the next episode.
1: See you next time.